All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Your screen is blank. I don't know what I'm talking about, Tyler. Get my teleprompter on. Welcome into Oilers Nation Radio, episode 72. The teleprompter is up, oh, Nation Down. It's brought to you by Sherwood Ford the Giant. Giant. Visit them at, at Sherwood Ford on Twitter, at Sherwood Ford underscore the Giant on Instagram, and you can give them a phone call at 587-860-1538. And as always, if you see Jay driving around in the hashtag Nation truck, Please snap a picture of him. Tell us how dirty the truck is, and uh, he'll tell you about how great right now. how great his three dollar wash is. That's a don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna snap a video of that, and I'm gonna show you that you can do it. So there's a there's a nice little admin reveal for us that Jay is joining us on the podcast. But we have as well my co-host Tyler Uremchuk. Nicholas Goods here, Zach Lang's here. Oh, We're down. We we had to go down to the American Hockey League ourselves with bagged milk and Rick out of it. We did. Not that that's a slide. I, I like having Jay on because he's very passionate and he spits fire takes. Well, I was about to fuel up the Winnebago to go pick up Benson and uh, and Legison to make <laughs> sure to try to get him in for puck drop tonight, but we didn't charter the nation plane for them. That was selfish of us. It's a paper plane, so it doesn't do so well on the passenger load. So we uh, we all just as we were talking, you heard some beers cracking. Everybody uh, enjoying this week's beer so far? Always. How Loving can you it. not enjoy enjoy a cold one on a Friday? There you the go. Oilers game. Hello. I've got extreme envy. I'm uh, I'm go- uh, <laughs> because I had to host the Finns for nine days, and they're just amazing wild animals. Uh, I am dry until next Friday. So detox. I am watching this salivating wishing i could taste this delicious See, lager I'm, I'm getting warmed up for the game tonight i'm going to my first oilers game at rogers place and i am 
gonna get hammered. Zach, yeah. you're a big fan of today's beer. Can you I describe am. it without telling the fans what we're drinking so they can try and guess it? It is crisp. It tastes like the ocean. It's got a nice little hop undertaste to it. It is from a uh, brewery. What color is it? <laughs> yeah, what color is the oh, beer? Oh, is it? You, you have, have to tell us what, what, color beer, beer. what color it is. It's a yellow beer. It's a yellow Ooh, beer. Okay. All right. It's from a, it's from a BC-based brewery. Whoa. Whoa, that West narrows it down. Based. There's yes. like at uh, least 300 of those. Because I'm not drinking. Well, we can't give it away. I know. Because I'm not drinking, I sniff the beer. Okay. I, I, I get an element of, definitely, it's it's an IPA, correct? Mm, no. I can smell the hoppiness. No, it's not. It's not. It is a hoppy lager. There is, there is, I'm going to go, very a little bit deep on this is like a cascade mm. hop smell so like a citra mm-hmm. yeah, hop smell to that are you pulling that sure. flavor i'm pulling that all right well that's why it's described as a west coast lager because that's what gives it the west coast in the lager name and what's the, what's the east, east coast uh east coast is usually uh, a little bit cloudier juicier okay. So if you ever have something like an East Coast IPA or a New England IPA, it's going to be something, it's not going to be quite as hoppy, Fair, yeah. but it's going to be a, like cloudier gotcha. and it's more sessionable, they say. So a little bit lower in alcohol. Okay. Fair, mm-hmm. fair, fair. We are doing some research because uh, we're going to be relaunching Nation Beer. Uh, but we're very excited. Insider oh, info. Insider, that's insider info here. There's a peek Hello. behind the curtain. That's yeah, exciting. Yeah, that's a big release. It's been a passion project to bring it back. But um, talking to one of the breweries uh, that I will not mention yet, that'll be part of the surprise. But mm. they can they can do they want to do like cask nights with us. Yeah. Um, and that way we can get fucking weird. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're like, we can literally do anything with a cask. Like literally we had a uh, beef broth um, vanilla stout. I'm like. Oh, oh I'm we, here for it. You got to be careful with with casks, though, because they're usually like room temperature. Whatever, well, but, but it's some just, people it, but are it's a little like, against It's like that a fun though. thing, right? It it's, is. Like, it's like get a bunch of people in a room and try something. So, is there going to be like a beer launch party there, Jay? Uh, well, this is like something that's going to bolt onto the beer thing. We are going to have a beer launch party when that's awesome. all said and done. Awesome. So, stay tuned for that. That's going to be exciting. Uh, Nation beer, the crushable lager, will be the catchphrase. But going back to the casks, mm. um, I was like, you can do anything with a cask. I'm like, could you do a don't air stout? They're like, oh, so stay tuned. Wow. Nation beer is Wait, would there, would there be a hint of lettuce or not back. in that don't air stout? Oh, no oh, lettuce. Excellent question. <laughs> we are in Edmonton. It is going to be riddled with lettuce flavors. Hell yeah. It's a monstrosity. We're moving on. <laughs> it's uh, So it was a big week for the Oilers. Uh, after having, what, two months off, uh, we, we returned to hockey action. Nice little battle of Alberta. Uh, what did you guys think of the game, Tyler? That first period was one of the best first periods of hockey I have seen in my young life. Like it, just being there in person, man, the crowd was, it was on playoff level. That crowd. Um, just take the Oilers play completely out of it. I okay. didn't even care. I like, because Holy shit, I wanted to jump in hot here. Because the Nugent Hopkins fight was exciting. The crowd chanting turtle was exciting. The eventual Cassian Kachuk fight was exciting. You were literally, to use the cliche, on the edge of your seat the entire time. It was so much fucking fun, man. That's what these should be about. That's what these rivalries should be. You just had a great time. And the Oilers were down one nothing. I did not care one bit because I was thoroughly entertained. That's And that's what it should be all about. Oh, right going to rogers place shouldn't necessarily be about the result it, you, of course you want to see the oilers win but having fun at the game in maybe in a turtle costume jay yeah well uh, well 
to, to jump on uh, Tyler's comments, I was a little bit upset with how the team performed in the first. They're a little flat, but I will remove. I'll Coming just, out of a two month break. That's, yeah, yeah, I'll just, happen. yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Two so months. I'll just I'll, I won't get too deep on that. But once again, I have I have I, I sound like I'm preaching, but I'm dry. Not drinking at a hockey game for me is a very difficult thing to do. But the entertainment level was so high. I didn't even realize that I wasn't drinking because, yeah, I was riding an emotional high. The vibe in there was unreal. The chance were good. And yeah, segueing into turtle costumes, I had to be play. I was one of the five uh, Kachuk turtles uh, in the full costume with the big head. You know, well, and one of our five because there was a ton of turtle costumes, correct? Yeah, but we were one of a kind. Absolutely, uh, I like to think that one hundred percent. But uh, like we, we, so we were this these giant turtle mascots. But like, holy shit! So doing that sober was even in, impressive. But like, as a guy who was sweating his bag off dying <laughs> that game maybe forget how i was feeling i think i lost four pounds in sweat that night but the turtle costume thing was great we just we showed up we had our free oilers nation instagram sign hopefully instagram's listening uh and uh fuck we took so many photos people loved it that was it the was, first time one has been out in public for years one actually well in a, on a nation initiative that's the yeah. first yeah so you have to you have to put a giant turtle head on them but that was good the people had crashed hooked us up set up set us all up with a hotel room to to get ready in, and we just kind of like waltzed in and it was just pandemonium like it uh, we had so much fun being giant turtles i like i have to give credit to the fans because it it came through on the tv it 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 felt like a playoff atmosphere oh yeah i was i was sad to be at home to be able to do all the hockey fights there speaking of hockey fights we had uh probably the most unsuspecting pairing i would think if you if you had to write it down you know even if we had a draft of the entire roster <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't think you would have picked nuge and and monahan well, monahan with his first career fight nuge with his third career fight uh, you can check those out at hockeyfights.com. But Zach, what did you think of uh, the pugilism between the two uh, two younger guys? I mean, how many people would have put Nuge and Monaghan as the first fight of that game? I think nobody. I, but it, yeah. it, it was an absolute heat of the moment sort of thing. And I think it's great to see Nuge is one of those guys who loves to step up when he needs to. And that's the thing that I love about him. And that's why we need to keep Nuge forever. So Tyler's bringing up, Tyler's uh, bringing up uh, previous Nuge and Hopkins fights. He fought Vinny Hidnestroza. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember Hawks this one time. at all. But if uh, 70% of the vote, I think he's won every oh, fight Oh, I was at this in. game. I was at this game with Larvin and Anufe boating. Nuge, you know, Nuge yeah, is this one of, right in front of me. Nuge is one of those guys that when he gets mad, oh, look out! You can actually so, chuck him. And so his like dodge on Monahan was yeah. really, really good too. Yeah. You know like what I loved the best of him. You know what I loved about the Monahan fight too was how they kind of came together. They couldn't quite square up, and then they like stepped back from each other and just went right back in it. It was, it was a classic awesome. fight, right, Dan? And you're absolutely. Yeah, it was. Yeah, for sure. It was. It was two guys squared up. Uh, like you said, Nuge had a nice little dodge in there. Monahan. Like definitely looked out of his element. Like he wasn't ready to go necessarily in the sense that I don't think he was ready for Nugent Hopkins' uh, aggression there, which is fine. Whatever that happens, Man, you but uh, but uh, yeah. So we did confirm that Nugent did get voted to lose one fight. Oh, here his, we go. An uh, older yeah, he, they NHL said he lost his fight to. Uh, Dan Hamus, his first career NHL fight. And well, there's also yeah. one fight in his WHL career. He fought uh, Lucas Suter. Now, to be fair, Nuge is a legend in Red Deer. I remember oh, yeah. when I went to the Memorial Cup and covered it in Red Deer. Like, I, there was more Nugent Hopkins jerseys there than anybody else in that entire building. It was crazy. Well, as there should be. Nuge has the fire. I talk about the fire a lot. Nuge, like, you, you Nuge won't back down. Like you, like you engage, she's there. Like Dan Hamus, that's a guy who's bigger, older, old man strength, 
veteran knows probably what he's doing in that situation. He didn't fucking back down. And also, you know, the thing I like about Nuge, like there's so many reasons to love the Nuge, but he is a complete player because he'll go and do that. Yeah. Stand up for himself. And, you know, he's he's quietly like a little bit of like a prick assassin on the ice with a stick. He's not a rat, but like he gets it in areas surgically. Yeah. To he piss off what, the other guy. He knows what he's doing out there. He knows what he's doing. Like, and so that's a guy who's out there who's trying to compete. And that like he showed up on the biggest stage. Fan anticipation for like physicality was at its highest and he fucking delivered. Well, I was gonna say that too. Like I think I think it was it was a quote unquote important kind of thing because it it lit the the powder keg and it got it got it took that period from like you said, like a, a bad Oilers period yeah. into an emotional kind of period where it was fine that we walked out of there by down by a goal. Yeah, you're chasing the game a little bit, but they they lit that fire and then Cassie and Kachuk right afterwards. That, that yeah, exactly. Like that 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 was like the the t- the turning point for me where I'm just like when that first goal goes in, I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. But that turned him like, okay, we're actually in this game, and I have no concern that we're going to lose the game. Now, granted, we lost in over t- in, in a shootout, so that, that's not a loss in my in my books. Thanks to two goalposts. Yeah, fucking and the the arrogant bat flip. There's two people. Now the next two people on the Battle of Alberta hit list: Rasmus Anderson. Is that his, Rasmus? Is yeah. yeah. He needs he needs he needs to get whacked. I completely forgot about him until about the middle of the second period. He needs well, I'm just I'm I'm not forgetting what he but said yeah, and no, then yeah. he's, he's a loser. Yep. Uh and then Riddich for the bat flip after he the, the post saved him twice. I just wish that I I hope I I think that now that we see Koskinen starting tonight that Smith is going tomorrow. I really, really hope for a goalie fight. Riddich versus That would be oh. that would be the absolute finisher for this this battle of alberta not a finisher but like a, a great crescendo to then an oilers win but uh but yeah back to to cassian and kachuk uh, nick what did you uh, what did you think of that tilly uh oh i mean i wonder if it would have happened if nuge and monahan don't fight oh yeah it would oh, it would have happened. I don't, I don't know. know. I think they would have I, pushed it to Saturday because no, from what they from what they said, well, what Ka, what Kachuk said is that Cassian he thinks was kind of feeling it after because at first when Kachuk wanted to go, Cassian said, said no, no, we'll wait. Yeah. yeah. And but then after Nuge and Monahan go, I think Cass started feeling it a little bit in his blood. Yeah. And he's like, okay, now let's fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. Because they lined up. They lined up earlier on, like halfway through the period there. Yeah. Or halfway through to yeah. the point that they actually fought. Yeah. And you could see that they had an exchange. Kachuk looked like he asked him to go and Cassian said no. But the one thing I want to say, I mean, I'm not, I mean, you, you guys are the ones talk, more talk about this fighting stuff. Um, but they, they kept saying like Kachuk, you know, now he's getting credit because he went out of his weight class or whatever or whatever. And I was just looking it up. The same weight class. They're one inch apart and like, 10 pounds apart right. and you could argue it's 10 pounds i will say that yeah. th- when he when he when you say that he went out of his weight class i guess it's like it would be like a nobody fighting a trophy fighter no like don't a, get me like don't get me wrong obviously like 10 pounds in boxing or ufc is like literally a weight class but it's like but, you watch yeah. you watch a kachuk fight versus a cassian fight any other guy it's not the same kind of level of sure. fighting he's skill, more of a right? trained fighter yeah cassian yeah. can fight cassian has experience so now don't kid yourself kachuk knows how to fight. i'm not fight. i'm not excusing but, not kachuk. Cassian he's Keith, he's just, but he's keith kachuk's kid you don't so think he's gonna he's brady, not gonna raise a who would win in a matthew kachuk brady kachuk fight brady. brady for sure brady's tough he fought two days before matthew oh he did actually yeah he, yeah oh, okay. i just i see i see the rage in brady's face brady has brady has like 
more of the he's more of the Cassian type of player when he comes to shit disturbing. He still shit disturbs. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I know Senators fans that were commenting on the hockey fights fight said like they're they're a little tired of his kind of shit disturbing rat rat mentality. Oh, but at Brady least they are. Yeah. Oh. But at least he does. Sins fight. fans are. Si- at least yeah, that's well. that's who they say they. That's what they're identifying. It was so. very political. Yeah. Fair enough. But uh, and who knows? Maybe it's maybe it's Eugene himself. I mean, who knows? But uh, that burner Jack account. Maxwell. Jack Maxwell. We've talked about it on the podcast before. He was fucking back at it full on. Just he's going, deleted some of the tweets. Yeah, eh? he's gone back. But uh, he got mad at one fan and said, "Ah, another hashtag fake sends fan at it again, making excuses for being." too cheap to buy ticks that's okay me and all the real fans will enjoy the great prospects at the ctc while you sit at home sad and miserable now sit down pal you got hashtag i love i love the the one thing i love good the one thing i what pwned p-w-n-e-d Oh my that's God, big. that is unreal. You I lo- know that's my, big. my favorite part is how he calls it the CTC. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like making it like trying to make the Canadian Tire Center be like MSG or, or like yeah. the Staples Center. He's trying like, to make yeah. Fetch down, happen. <laughs> down at the CTC. Like, okay, man. My sure. favorite tweet yeah. of all time is when he sent a message out to Sens fans before like the last game of the regular season last year. They're like a gazillion points out of the playoffs. And he goes, come on, fans, let's show this team we love them by getting down to the CTC and <laughs> Buying some merchandise. Yeah. I, like, Holy fuck. Yeah. I just like wow. when he invites. And he I'm invites definitely the, not Eugene Melnick. Yeah, the, ultimate, the ultimate. How do you do, fellow kids? Yeah, yeah. he invites the fans That's to come great. come hang out with him at Bert's place. So he yeah. must. So Eugene must own a part of Bert's place as well. But anyways. Uh, Back to the back to the Battle of Alberta. So we got through the fighting. Uh, you know the Oilers. The Oilers had a great great couple of comebacks there. They just weren't able to finish it off. But uh, that Benning. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Benning comes like back. Eric Carlson out there. Back from oh. the dead. Unreal. Fuck, that God, that got me jacked. I know you're going to. I bet you're, you're just sorry, pwned. Out. I was pwned. Yes. Bet you just blacked out when that goal was going on. Going on. I don't even know if he knew what he was doing. Oh, it was great. Now, Dan. Because we have the very fancy uh, teleprompter in front of us, yes. we're about to get into the Giordano knee. I was just going to bring it up. Huh? Um, because there's just a push that came through on the score app mm. that uh, Brad Treleving has had a, oh, has a comment. This, yeah. And he says, any talk that there's a malicious, malicious intent on the Geo hit is complete garbage. <sighs> okay. Like you're the GM of the team and you can say that, but you're pretending you're kidding yourself if you don't know the guy's history at this point. You can run down the videos. He's been suspended for it in the last year or two. Like it's it, he does that. That's comical. He might have not gotten him with the knee, but and, and I wouldn't even call it a knee. It's clipping, and that's something Giordano it was an attempt. It, it was, was an, an attempt at a knee. Yeah, and, and then, he, then he thought better of it. And that's something that Giordano's become known yeah. for. I, I I don't think it should have been a suspension on that play. I agree because at the end of the day, it wasn't like it's not like he actually did get him with the knee. But I honestly think that should have been interference it's or something. Phone, yeah, yeah, a phone call. Call. Or, or a phone call at and telling least. him to hey like, man, fucking smart. stop. So well, like it, everything happened so fast. If that wasn't Connor McDavid in that moment. Moment, the other guy's probably taking it on the knee and it might not be knee on knee like he led with the knee but then you saw him like try to bring it reel it in and if Conor McDavid isn't in permanent matrix mode like he is yep. and that's his bad knee too right mm-hmm. like I guess he doesn't have a bad knee now but like just how just that's how fucking Giordano doing elegantly it. That's what, he, I think he, that's he, what got he fired navigated well it, it wasn't exactly right so I don't think it's sus- suspendable but yeah you're right it's worth uh a phone call because he did he did lead with that intention but then kind of pulled away from it so, so george is like Ever, my suspension worked 
Well, it's <laughs> you, you, you can see that he thought about it because yeah. if he was a, if he was Brian Marchment, he would have just yeah, that's true dug in further with the knee and led further with it. So. Uh, it's it's Connor McDavid too, right? So it's delicate, and that's on its bad side. So like as an Oilers fan, you're like, holy fuck! Like, like, don't you dare touch him! Don't you dare touch him! But also like, I can see like it happened so fast, and that he led with it, malicious, pulled out of it because he thought he thought twice about it. Connor just sexfully danced around it, and uh, I move on. I don't think there's anything wrong though with saying that just because it's Connor. Because I think that the NHL needs to be better at protecting their no, stars. Hundred percent. Well, especially yeah, when I'm saying, I'm saying it because it. it's Connor, there was no contact. But I think, that, but I think that should be everybody's opinion on that play, <laughs> not just Oilers fans. Anybody yeah. who watches hockey and wants to see skill prevail over like dirty shit like that, yeah. that should be their opinion. Yeah. And like you know, this Bush League blogger tried to write about earlier this week, but it's like that's the kind of stuff the NHL needs to get rid of. Yeah. It's not about like yeah, okay, the Cassian thing. You don't need guys randomly punching somebody in the head like. But what led up to that, that's the kind of bullshit that needs to get, they need to do a better job of eradicating. I agree. Kind of like, okay, you deem that the Kachuk hit legal. Well then stop deeming those hits legal because uh, five years ago, that wasn't a legal hit. That was a blindside illegal hit, right? Right after Crosby had his concussion back in what was it? 2012. So more than five years ago, but it, the, so then, and now you have Giordano, whether it's him, whether it's, I don't know, Anderson or whoever else on the Calgary blue line, throwing out knees at anybody on the Oilers forwards, yeah. but especially their stars. That's the kind of shit that can't be allowed. That's the kind of stuff that Peros has to be like, no, you're getting, you're getting suspended yeah. for a game for that. Like that, that's only a suspension. So say it wasn't Connor and that was someone else who doesn't navigate so, like it said, like Connor. Someone who's slower. Is, what if it's is, Sam Gagne? And there is that contact. Yeah. And then there was an injury. Right. Then Giordano suspended. Right. So and I agree. The act needs to be removed. Because the NHL a player is, can't think they can do that. Absolutely. That's exactly. That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. Very articulate. Right. Like that. The idea that if I even attempt to do this, I'm going to be punished for it needs to be in their heads because yep. it's not obviously. Mm-hmm. This is a discussion that we're going to continue, but I just have to give a shout out sure. to our other sponsor of this podcast. Skip the dishes. Mm. And that's skip the dishes.ca. Yes. Delicious food. You're sitting there right now listening to us talk. You don't want to have to, you don't have to download. Tyler's literally on the app right now ordering food. Now correct well me if I'm wrong, but I think I found out today that Taco Bell is now on Skip the Dishes. The, the, only, the only place that matters on Skip the Dishes is the sponsor of my pregame podcast, Yegberger. Oodle Noodle. Oh. <laughs> yeah. and, Oodle, Oodle Noodle. and Oodle Noodle, who's also a sponsor of podcasts I'll, here. I'll tell you one thing about Oodle Noodle, and not to toot our own horn, but we are on average, normally our average skip score is highest of all chains in Edmonton as an wow. aggregate chain. Because we, we pride ourselves on Skip the Dishes, and we want to make sure, because if you do good, they do good for you. So I love Skip the Dishes. There you go. Skip the dishes.ca. Download the app on your Google phone, your iPhone, mm. or any other kind of phone. Maybe you make your own. Or phone. your rotary phone. You know, if you have a rotary phone. What about your Nokia 5190 that has snake? Wow. Weird flex, but get it. Download it there. So that's a reverse flex. I don't even know what that means. Oh, you never, a, oh yeah, you I never played, played Snake. No, no, no. no. I uh, you didn't I, have a cell phone. My, before my first cell phone was no. My first cell phone was a flip phone. Nice. No, no. This old Nokia was not a flip phone. Oh, it was, it just was a like this blue brick, brick yeah, yeah. with like a gray screen outline, yeah. and the only game on it was Snake. Oh. And man, that game <laughs> that game could take hours away from your oh, day. Oh, it was just great. I worked at a warehouse job at the time, <laughs> my, and in my, between deliveries. My dad still does play that game. That's his phone. The OG Angry Birds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or if so, remember when Flappy Birds was around for a hot minute? Yeah. 
Holy no, shit! But now you go. Birds. You don't know about Flappy Birds? I know. I know Angry Birds. Nintendo. No, no, no. Flappy, Birds. Flappy Birds was around for like four months, and then like the guy who invented it like stopped it. Oh, it was that one where you had it, to like. It, 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 it was a side like, scroller, and, and you had to go through like the two pipes. I think the guy got sued. I think somebody from Mario. Yeah, it was like a Mario. He made. He was a guy from Vietnam. He made a fucking billion dollars in like four months and had to shut it down. But. Uh, if you go to like uh, those like video game places, some of them have it on a big screen. Oh, nice! Oh. Um, <gasps> I think you can, you can play it at like the rec room. Yeah, that's, he was trying I to was say that without saying, saying it, but uh, uh, oh, nice. you're welcome, rec room. You owe us <laughs> money now. As Tyler would say, seven cents. We'll fix it in post. I'm not fixing that. I'm okay <laughs> with it. Back to the Battle of Alberta. So the game, no free ads. Tyler. We went to uh, we went to overtime. Was that not the craziest overtime we've ever seen, Jay? Oh man! Oh god, that that had this turtle's heart rate wherever its heart is just racing. I was uh, like li- literally having palpitations at home. Like it was awkward. My my hands were sweaty. There's spaghetti on my hoodie. <laughs> There's no, no. Mom's spaghetti. Oh, no. We, no, 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 no. We should have scored. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, we had Jay. so many they, good chances. They also should have scored, scored. To be fair, Smith, nah. Smith bailed out us a couple. Bailed yeah, us out a couple yeah, times. He, he did. He did. He did. Um, but fuck, we should have. Leon had to bear bear down and score. Well, he got, well, well, he's getting two handed in the hand though at the yeah, same that's, time. That's but been that the Connor recent, pass yeah. that came across the crease was just money, 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 money. But we didn't have Connor and Leon together. Yeah, which was interesting, but I guess that shows that like the Yamamoto mm-hmm. project is working. I like it personally. I know we talked about it in the office the other day about just let him go. Like I think Zach, you were just like yeah. let the horses run. Yeah. But I mean, I like it. It, it lets you kind of deploy them. Uh, I think a big reason why we don't have a great re- uh, overtime record this year is because we kind of put those guys out there after they've played twenty minutes in the in regulation, and now they're. I know they're elite athletes, but they're skating a lot to start overtime. They lose a possession, and then that's kind of it. They don't really get the puck back. I wouldn't mind if they kind of staggered it where, you know, Dry and Yamamoto go out, and then Yam's out for 30 seconds, right. 40, and then Connor comes in, and then New Dry goes. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Just a little bit like of layering, that. so like have that. a little bit of exposure there. I feel like if there had been a stoppage, which there wasn't. That's true. And that has mm-hmm. to be the first time that's ever happened for the yeah, Warriors game. That's why it was stressful. Uh, straight five <laughs> minutes. Uh, but I feel like if there was a stoppage that we may have seen them come for like the last minute or something. See now, That's I'm, I hope. I'm in the mindset that you you run your horses, you go McDavid Drysital, you let them go because you know what they can do. And the emergence of Yamamoto to me says put him with Nugent Hopkins. And nobody is, is that is that a strong enough unit. counter punch? Like I I think so. Like you're going in as a fighter who can just throw rights to now to a fighter who can throw left and right. But you know that the ability for McDavid and Drysital to score is higher than that of. Yep. The other two, fair, right? Fair. And and I mean, Nugent Hopkins is a sound defensive player in the NHL. He knows what to do. Yamamoto had that big uh, stop two in overtime where he got his stick down to deflect that one puck away that oh, yeah. surely yep. went in. God, he's you know, so a responsible. Like Yama, yeah, he there. is. Right. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of in that mindset of of go with the two and two and then just back and forth. The yeah, whole yeah time, that's right? fair. That's fair. One thing I forgot to mention about the turtle costumes that was that one of the highlights was we went down on the flame side during warm up and just 
laid ourselves against the plastered ourselves against the glass and just started waving at all the flames all their reactions was fucking priceless Lucic literally stared at us for like three minutes just shaking his head and laughing at the same time and everyone like they, they, it was it was amazing how much attention of the flames that we got that's that, that's the good shit that's the stuff that the oh, vegas the so vegas do, do well of the world the the carolina hurricanes have fun with that kind of shit is, yeah. is good stuff yeah um the one last thing about the battle of alberta that i just wanted to touch on was the uh the now infamous bat flip by mr david yeah. riddich mr one save in the shootout yeah one david save riddich. dave he uh <laughs> that's he, a so, good one that is well really no good. save dave should be his real name but so yes. leon or no sorry connor and who was the first nuge nuge come in and they they ring it off the post after beating the goalie and uh and then he gets a nice you know what a nice enough poke check play there's some there's some debate as to whether leon actually got a shot off so whether they made another disrupted it the poke check killed fair enough uh but then he does the bat flip what do we think of that tyler if mike smith would have done that we would have loved it but hey it's rivalries and a calgary flame did it so i fucking hate it yeah so like it's it's he didn't he he didn't do anything to deserve to do it but in terms of like keeping the the boa going and keeping us hot like yes like it worked so now it's like let's go fucking run him and that's what i want battle of alberta i want i want dry to fire one home and just stare at him for the celebration just i am right up well no that he's got to he's got to throw his stick i don't know if you can do that and like in the maddest game why not that'd be so good why not just toss it up in the crowd yeah i feel like you get a penalty for that Yeah. yeah But I, no, I want him to drop just, it in front of him. Just, just kind of toss it towards. Oh, Riddick. see, and that'd be good if Drysaddle back door tosses one home and then just lays the stick down in the crease and skates to the bench. I would, I would go and say, here, like, give him a stick, yeah. like a souvenir, like yeah. here, you should, so I, like pretend sign it and give it to him. Yeah, try to piss off Riddick, see if he'll throw the stick at you and take a penalty. Ooh. I, I think I my think, my frustrating part of it was that it just it's not the bat flip, it's not the bat flip. The, that that bat flip will ever forever live on in infamy as like a, a moment where Canada just stood up and excelled. Oh, you're talking about Batista? Yeah. yeah. Who cares? But it's it's it is in the sense of comparison. Right? Yeah, I like, think it was I'm cool. not saying it's the, it's it's the MLB playoffs Ooh. and blah, blah blah, but it's like he he thought he did something fan fucking tastic that it was worthy to like throw his sticks. He's so hot shit. Well, I don't know. Hold on. Keep in mind, Riddich is Czech. Like I don't. He might not even fucking know who. Uh, I was going to say Dave Bautista, who Jose Bautista is. <laughs> Everything is right. Everybody knows who Dave Bautista is. We're saying that it's compared to the bathroom just because it's a similar. Well, but I'm just saying, but, but when, uh, what I'm saying is when he did it, like maybe he wasn't even conscious that like no. I'm doing it. He's just no, no, like. No. He did it just to be cool and yeah. arrogant. I'll say this. I really don't care. Like whatever. I'm, I've already kind of forgot about it. Riddich had a great game. Whether you, like the shootout, yeah, a lot of saves. the, shoot, the shootout, say what you want. You mean yeah. you, the goalie will tell you, well, that's all the space he gave them. That's why they hit the yeah, post. Of course, of but course. during, during regulation, like yeah. he, we, you look at the numbers, you read the morning report uh, afterwards, like the Oilers, like dominated that game we five on won. five. We should have won. Yeah, no, we he, played he a was the big reason. He yeah. kept him in at one. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll respect it. Uh, I did think that they were. I thought the Oilers were going to score late in the game there. Yeah, he, but he held them in it. So well, I give him credit for that. And that's. I mean, we didn't even talk about it. Like three power plays in the third period, and we don't convert on any of them. Like that's yeah, that's that, that's kind of the game. The there math too. says that we should get one there. Yeah. That but, and that's really the that's the part I'm most sour about with that game. Their power play had gave. They had a chance to win it if their power play would have come through, and it really let them well, down in that hockey. I game. mean, we were one for four, so twenty five percent still not bad. Get, I know, I agree though. The third, though. I agree, I agree, completely agree. I'm going off script a little bit here, but but does this 
Does the fact that we play Calgary again tomorrow, do you think that that affects the players tonight no. against the St. Louis nah. Blues? No. Defending Stanley Cup champions, they want to they want to prove something. Fair enough. Oh yeah. Miko Koskinen getting his first start. I like it. They months, need to play him more. What's that? It's his first start in a month. They need yeah. to play him more. Yeah, I think, yeah. so I think I've got concerns about that because it's been so long, but we'll see. He played great against St. Louis last time though. He stopped 42 of 44 last time they played the Blues, so yeah. I'm optimistic. Cool. He's one of those goalies that plays well on rest. So yeah. Um, next item here. Yeah. Zach the next Cassian. item. So yeah. Right before the game, news broke that uh, Zach Cassian was going to be signing a big deal, and the numbers came out. So it's four years at three point two million dollars per. We're going to go around the horn here, and we'll hear everybody's thoughts. We had we had a little bit of a glimpse into Nick's thoughts, but go ahead, Nick. Now, my heavy sigh is not to do with the contract. My heavy sigh is to do with within 10 seconds of this news breaking, Oilers fans are already losing their shit. Oh, one no, Zach we'll Lang. Go we'll go ahead. Oh, oh. We'll go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> You're outing Zach Lang. Oh, right. No, no. Uh, and, that, and that's just it. It's like, guys, like, I, I don't know. We'll, everyone else go around and we'll, we'll talk a little bit. That's just the thing that's like, give it a fucking day. Zach, your thoughts? <sighs> probably one year too long but i think it's okay like i i think the number is good 3.2 isn't a lot of money i think it i think it comes in as a okay contract like we it could have been worse he, and that's the thing he, that is probably the best thing with it is that it could have been a hell of a lot worse here's the things that are important i think to keep in mind he was making 1.95 so he's getting like a 60 percent raise yep a hundred uh, well million and a half which like you could argue that could be fair right yep. maybe he deserved a raise um i think people wanted to see like i think bagnell could talk about it having a two in front of it would have been where people would have been comfortable yeah that's what bagnell had said yeah. but now with four years maybe a couple years too long no no trade clauses though yeah you can expose him to the expansion draft Maybe Seattle, maybe Seattle wants a little bit of grit. I mean, uh, Vegas took Ryan Reeves, right? Yep. Like maybe, maybe he's a guy that looks, maybe looks enticing to Seattle to have a he's little a, bit of, he's a vet. Yeah. Too, like, right? and he, and I've said it before at some point you have to not have constant turnover on this team. Mm -hmm. I know the whole thing is people are like, well, McDavid left money on the table so we could sign cheaper guys and, and use the extra money to bring in really, really good players. How do we know that McDavid wasn't the one who kind of signed off on this and said, fuck yeah, give the guy three and a half million or 3.2 million. We yeah. don't like, we don't know. We don't know the machinations that go behind that. No. So. Fair point. Tyler. Um, I, if you guys look in front of you right now, I have, I have the players pulled up the on forwards puckpedia.com on puckpedia.com go forwards, go guys making between three and three and a half million dollars who signed as UFAs. And I'll rattle them off for the listeners. You got Vlad Saboka, Michael Furland. I'll go wingers only Brett Connolly, Cal Clutterbuck, Brandon Tanev, okay. Paul Byron, Ryan Zingle, Michael Grabner, Zach Smith, Andrew Cogliano, Sam Gagne, Patrick Eves, Leo Komarov, and if you count Val Fiopila and then Antoine Roussel as well. Those are the guys who has UFAs signed for the range Zach Cassian's in. And I'd rather he's, have Cassian than yeah, any of those better guys. Than Which one would you pick? Even if he's a third, Sabaka. like a lot of those guys... A lot of yeah, I'm gonna take Saboka. He has one goal. Like honestly, I thought Saboka was in Europe. Didn't he go to Europe You're for a bit? Of Berglund. Yeah, I, I thought Saboka did too, but maybe not. Um, yeah. But either way, like that list there, I, maybe you take Brett Connolly over Cassian. God, but like no. the bottom line is, How most of those guys are third liners. Not at that point. Bad is that clutterbuck? You've got a guy. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think like 
Was I wishing it'd be 2.95? Yeah, but 2.95 today is literally probably 3.2 tomorrow. Like it's so it's to me it's like yeah. a wash. Like the cap's gonna yeah. go up. You know, it's gonna is it, it, how much of the cap that he absorbs in two years is mm, gonna be exactly. is gonna go down. So if he, he the one thing this guy can do is he does have elite skill like in the sense of he's a first round draft. He's got first round pedigree. He's got, speed. He's got a motor, right? So yes, you lose steps with age, but like. He, he's got a lot of steps to lose before he's considered to be slow. Yeah. Uh-huh. The other thing too, like look at all the, look, look at all those modified, no trade clauses, modified, no movement clauses. Like mm-hmm. we didn't, the one thing Ken Holland got a lot of shit for when he left Detroit was handing out too many of those clauses to veteran players who were past their prime. Sure. Four years, maybe is a little too much, but at least like, like Jay said, yeah. Like Jay said, the cap's going up by whatever yeah. 5%. It yeah. usually goes up for the escalator. So in two years, you can, like I said, expose him to Seattle or it might yeah. be a movable contract. We're, we, 700K and move him. Sure. We really need a guy like that. Yeah. For any, for right now, for the next league. If we're saying that maybe he's only, he's only going to be effective for the next two years. Well, we really need him. We really need him for those two years. The way I look at him, I think he's almost like an insurance policy as well. We listed off the comparables. A lot of those guys are third liners. And if Zach Cassian's on your third line, you don't love paying a third liner $3.2 million. But this doesn't mean you don't go out and still try to find high-end skilled wingers to play with McDavid. It just, like, you could bring in a Tyler Toffoli or whoever, and he could not click with McDavid. To me, Cassian's a nice insurance policy because even if he's on your third line, it's almost like break glass in case of emergency. Like, all right, things aren't working with McDavid and this guy, put Cassian up there for five games. When does going out and spending five, six million dollars on a free agent winger ever work for teams? Exactly, because in free agency, you never get bargains. And that's the other thing with this Cassian deal. I believe he could have gone out on July 1 and gone four by four. I think some team who got eliminated early in the playoffs and was like, yeah, we need grit. We need, and they would have gone out and paid him that. I think Cassian did take less money to stay here. And at the end of the day, it's signing a UFA. You don't get bargains when you sign unrestricted free agents. I don't know why people expected that. And it's signing a guy, like I said, McDavid is obviously comfortable with. And that is the most important thing. And he would have pushed for it. He, he, like you have to think, McDavid has a lot of sign off. I would hope he has, like, stuff, so. if not a rubber stamp, like close to final sign. Like, a lot of these things. Ken's asking him, "Okay, we should sign him." Yes, and he's probably talking to Zach and uh, being like, "Hey, man, like, don't ask for four million. <laughs> like, just don't, please." I'm Connor McDavid. He'll probably like, "Okay, cool. Yeah. Worth a three? Is that cool? Yeah, okay." 3.2. Can you imagine go. if it comes out that Connor McDavid actually negotiates agent? all extensions <laughs> on both sides? Like he's going to the players being like, hey man, listen, I think you should yeah. get this. Like let's build something here. Then he goes to Ken Holland and is like, all right, listen here. All right. I think I got Zach ready to sign for 3.2. Perfect mediator. I just yeah. think that that's uh, I think that people are bitten by the Patrick Maroon bug recently. And I think people just believe that, that those kinds of wingers can grow on trees and we had Patrick Maroon and he was effective with McDavid and so they think that they can just go and find that guy but continuity so important it's, for Connor McDavid we've been shipping out oh, all of his friends that's just it like, and poor Nuge man you want to talk yeah. about a guy who has not seen one see, now, like of continuity that's the one thing though that we have to keep in mind here too is how does this affect now resigning Nuge resigning Nurse like does it make it that we now have to part with one of them no no, I, don't take think up, so at all. I, I mean, that's just something not yet. And if we're parting with one, it better not be the goddamn nuge. And man, this I know. summer, the Oilers are going to have, if the cap doesn't go up at all, $18.23 million. I think it, I think it goes up in two seasons. 
So, uh, yeah, that's from puckpedia.com. And it, when you consider the fact they could trade Chris Russell potentially and lose some money there, like yep. maybe you trade Chase on and lose some money there as well. They got they got wiggle room still. They yep. seem to really like Chase on. Still. I, they do. I think I think Tibbetts still likes Chase I, on. He still, like him, he still gives him time on the power play. Uh, you see him up there every once in a while when they need to sort of do the blender. Um, so I think there's, I think, I think there might be some value there for, for the team. And again, it's continuity. Another, what is it? 2 million he's making for another season. Yeah, whatever. He's, he got greedy. We gave him too much money. Well, you know who doesn't get greedy? Sherwood Ford. (laughs) That's who. Wow. That was, that's a somewhat smooth transition. (laughs) Come on. Uh, Into our Sherwood Ford giant question. So hold on, Tyler. Sorry. Just, just as a reminder to everybody listening, if you see the nation truck out on the streets of Edmonton and Edmonton area, please take a photo of them. Tag us at Oilers Nation HQ. That's our Instagram handle currently as for well. Now. Uh, for now. Yeah. Uh, and also tag Sherwood Ford. That's Sherwood Ford on Twitter and at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant on Instagram. And you could be entered to win a $100 gas card from our friends at Sherwood Ford. Now Hello. to the Sherwood Ford giant question of the day. You're looking at the standings right now, boys. They're on the screen in front of you. Vancouver, then Calgary, then Edmonton, then Arizona, then Vegas. Out of those five teams, which one is most primed for a poor second half? A ah. poor finish to the year. Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. Right, Taylor Hall. Take it away. The, the, poison, the poison dart that is Taylor Hall is currently on the Arizona Coyotes. And until they have a trade deadline deal for to get rid of Taylor Hall, I think you're going to see them continue to fall out of the playoff race and find themselves too far out to catch up. Jay, well, yeah, like they, they, they traded for they traded a lot for an anchor, uh, and he's doing exactly what I was hoping he would, he would do, and that would sink the next team he was on, uh, and we're seeing that now, and I'm hoping that continues. So, I would vote Arizona. The other one that's interesting is like. Nashville is having a tough time trying to get their shit together too. We're talking Pacific. Though. Talking Pacific I know, only I, though. But yeah, Nashville is. Yeah, I'm just looking at that. Like I don't the know. games in hand though. If they win, if Nashville wins their games in hand, they're taking out Vegas and Arizona in in that swing. So uh, Zach, who's yeah. your take? Pacific Division team. I'm gonna go with Vancouver, and I'm gonna oh. say I'm gonna say Vancouver for one reason. They have been so goddamn good at home. They've played like 25 of. Like they've played a, sh- I can't remember what the number is. I like yeah. on the radio. They're seventeen five and three uh, on yeah, home ice. Yeah, there we go. Oh, wow. And it's it's ridiculous how much they've played at home this year. They're going to be playing more on the road. They're going to be playing more away. I don't think they have the depth. I don't think they have the ability as a young team right now to keep up the pace that they have. I think they slide out. Maybe not slide out, but slide back to wild card at least. Mm. I like the numbers love them, right, Nick? The numbers tend to love the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Quinn in, Hughes is. Yeah. In terms of yeah. PDO, where are they? They're eleven. So their PDO is like pretty. Like this isn't complete luck. But again, I look at that roster. I don't necessarily trust it. But they're not my answer. Uh, my answer is going to be the Calgary Flames. I think they. I think they're really going to have trouble scoring goals, man. I think that's something that could hurt them. And if Big Save Dave and Cam Talbot start to flop, like they've been getting some great goaltending from Cam Talbot as of late, and, and they're running a negative goal differential. Yeah, yeah they're minus twelve, and they're second in the division. That's Look at like, the games in hand. If Edmonton wins one of their two games in hand, Edmonton's going to pass them. They could very quickly find themselves down in a wild card spot, in which. In, in which case, I like Nashville to pass them. So I don't like the scoring depth on Calgary. I think their blue line has gotten a little bit slow with guys like Giordano. And I don't know if I trust their goaltending. So my pick's Calgary. Nick? Yeah, I was going to say Calgary. Uh, there's just, there's something about, they went on that heater. Don't forget, like yeah. they're, they're where they are because they're 8-0 after Jeff Ward became coach. 
So, and then they went on a bit of a slide. Now they're, they're doing a little bit better again. 7-2-1 in their last 10. Yeah. So, there, yeah, there's just something about the, the team that it just doesn't... I felt the same way about them last year, even when they won the Western Conference. There's just nothing about their team that's intimidating. Gaudreau's having a bad, like a pretty bad season. Uh, you know, Monaghan is, is, is what he is. Sam Bennett is, is, is what he is in the worst way possible for them. Yeah. Um, but they're, yeah, their goaltending is Riddich played really well against us, but is it sustainable? And we all know what Talbot, what happens with Talbot sometimes. Yeah. I want to go, I, I hate to say it, Dan, I'm going to go back to the Arizona thing, uh, pulling up the, the heat map, when uh, Arizona has Taylor Hall on the ice, their threat is plus 23. Oh, he was amazing. He's amazing, amazing on the but ice. But their character is minus 5 million. He's I amazing on the, the ice. Their starting goaltender's coming back. Kemper's coming yeah. back from injury. I think Arizona's going to win the, 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 the division, actually. My wow. pick to win the division is actually Vegas. I think you think they're going to turn it around? I think Flurry can get hot. He's been you, bad, though. He's been not good this year. I know, but... but and Malcolm Subban is not... Flurry's had some personal the, stuff, though. Sure. Um, I, I think if he puts that... Or if he gets going... I, I, I almost like Vegas still. Oilers, baby. Mm. Yeah, I'm with Jay. We're winning the division. I hope Fuck so. Me. I hope so. If you win the game in hand, you're only uh, two points back. But you know, if Arizona wins the division and then we finish second and Calgary finishes third, even though Tyler and I think they're going to finish, so never mind. Let's say uh, Arizona first, Edmonton second, Vegas third, and we get a Vegas Oilers first round. Ooh. We're fine. We're all good. Jay, Jay is departing. De- yep. Thank you. Thank you for everyone. joining Thanks us, for Jay. Thanks for joining the show. Back into your turtle costume now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, like, I don't know. I like a Vegas Edmonton series. I think we'd have a lot of fun with that. There's and something wrong with Vegas them. this year, too. Like, there's something that is just not quite right with where they've been. I don't trust them. Yeah. It's a hilarious, like... It's... it's yeah. It's oh, yeah, the, the Pacific Division is, is upside down. Yeah. They just brought in their coach. Completely upside down. They brought in the coach that beat them last year. The whole Galant thing was just so weird to me. Like, so weird. Yeah, it's a a weird-looking organization. It's nice to see. Now, like, I have a soft spot for Vegas. I think everybody knows that I I did cheer for them in the playoffs two years ago. Did you? Um, I was wearing a hat. Jay got really mad about it. It was a whole You were cheering against Alex Ovechkin winning his first Stanley Cup? I was cheering for that story, man. Like having an expansion team come in, come in, r- dominate the uh, no way, man. Dominate the Western. No, Conference they got it. They got it. They, we'd never seen. We haven't seen a long, you haven't seen anybody dominate the Western Conference like Vegas did that year. Uh, it has like it hasn't happened oh, since like the Red Wings. Oh, oh, I was going to say the like the Red, the Red Wings, Wings in 2002. In the, in the 2000, early early 2000s. So it's been a long time. Well, ninety seven is ninety six is when they set the record, right? So so it's an exciting it's an exciting team to watch. But yeah, it's fun to see them see a little bit of uh, controversy and a little bit of confusion right now. You know, the, obviously this is to keep in mind too. This is all before the deadline. These teams could could change uh, their complexion. Tyler's losing his shit over there over something. It's just internet shit. Oh, okay, I'm not paying of the podcast anymore. Um, Vegas Vegas's uh, blue line is what's kind of holding them back a little bit. They. Uh, they don't have a ton of depth there. So maybe if they do make a, a trade of the deadline for some sort of veteran defenseman or somebody who can step into more of a top four role for them, it might help them turn things around. But yeah, there's just something that feels off about them this year. So speaking of uh, call-ups and transitions, and oh, um, God. I don't know. You're not bagged milk with your I topic know. transitions. I, I just fucking do it. We're just going for it. Fuck it. Tyler we're doing Benson, it live. William Lagesson called up kind of. They're uh, they're en route. They may be arriving in Edmonton soon. They're supposed to arrive this afternoon. They're not playing tonight against St. Louis. I doubt Lagesson plays at all while he's up here, but I bet you Benson's in the lineup for the BOA. I fucking hate that. 
Why? I hate, I hate calling up a guy and then not playing him. No, I think in Lagason's case, he spent a lot of time in the minors, and I honestly think there might have been a scenario at the beginning of the year where they kind of said, "Hey, man, are you, if, would you rather play in the in the AHL or do you want some chances to make uh, NHL money?" That's fair. Yeah, I guess I guess I forget about that side of things that you get to right. collect an NHL paycheck. Like, uh, th- there's a guy like Buddy knows him somehow, and he got called up for like three weeks from the AHL to the NHL. He, you go from like your salary being eighty thousand dollars to being eight hundred thousand dollars already that's a huge difference that's fair i guess i i, I think the most important yeah. thing from this call up though is that nobody had seen benson calling up at all not one person had called for benson to get called up no not on this, this podcast. is the first time this, this has ever happened i've never heard anybody mention it no. one person just threw their cell phone at the wall that's listening to this right now eh. from sunny Puerto Vallarta, cuba and uh yeah. he's in mexico i know <laughs> yes uh so just a just a quick shout out to skip the dishes for sponsoring this podcast they've been a sponsor for forever get get in contact with arby's though bag milk has forced me to say that he yes. likes the meats he gots the meats and if you're on skip the dishes check out oodle noodle as well yep and yeah burger, burger sponsor yep. of tyler's hit pregame podcast the best pregame podcast of Oilers genre ever. Thank you. I think I'm the only one who's done something like that every my, game. Also, podcast. my point. That's the joke. Um, when it comes to Benson, where would you like to see him for his first game? Top line with McDavid? You no. Want him? Yeah. Like to me, that's a fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Put him on the third line with Shahan and Archibald, two responsible NHLers. Let him play with some speed. Give him 12 to 13 minutes and fucking relax, everyone. I'm. I do. I will say. I love. I fucking love that. Drysidle, Nuge, and Yamamoto, Yamfry are put together right now. Um, and so I just think that McDavid gets to pick who his line mates are, not necessarily just trying to get up there. But that's that, mm-hmm. like to me, it's like until McDavid says that he wants Tyler Benson on his line, don't force him up there, Zach. See, I, I think down the road we see Tyler Benson with Connor McDavid, but I don't know if it's the right move right away. And I don't know if going with Shahan and Archibald are exactly right either. Like, I, I'd like to see. Ben, like Benson's an offensive guy. He's a passer, right? Like I'd like to see him with somebody who can, I don't know, put James the puck Neal? in the net. But at the same breath, we don't really have a lot of that in the bottom six, right? So That's true. It, it's kind of hard. I, I guess now that I think about it a little more, Shan and Archibald is with the worst line he could play on. Well, yeah. Nick? Correct me if I'm wrong. Benson isn't known for his speed, right? Doesn't he's, he's, not well. a, he's not a fast yeah. player. So, But then again, I guess you have Neil playing up there with McDavid anyway, right? So mm-hmm. just... Does Tyler, I, I, yeah, sorry, does no, Tyler no, Benson ahead. feel like Sam Gagne to you? Uh, like a Sam Gagne light? Sure. Uh, I guess. Nah, I don't know. Gagne has, I, I'll be honest, like I've watched less than 10 minutes of Tyler Benson playing in the AHL. Yeah. Um, but from what I've seen of, of Gagne, like Gagne just has like that veteran sort of wiliness to him. Yeah. where I don't know if Benson has that yet. Like, you know, Gagne just has a, has a really good way of getting to open spots, getting in front of the net. Uh, he's still, I, I don't know, I, I don't think I have it open here, but he's always at the top of our team as far as, like, underlying numbers go. Like, his expected goals is really high. Going into the second period against the Flames, his expected goal percentage was 100, and he almost scored, like, a minute in with that between-the-legs shot. That was, so, like, that was insane. So, like, Gagne brings... I, I mean, everyone knows I'm a huge Gagne advocate, but uh, I don't know if Benson plays that game quite yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, I agree with Tyler. Don't don't throw him to the Wolves to start. Let him get his... Let him get comfortable playing in the, at the NHL level. He hasn't played an NHL game yet, right? 
No, he, nope. this is going to be his debut whenever so, he gets in. So, yeah, give him some time. Like you said, Shan's a really comfortable guy to get. And he, he has skill, too. That'll, it's, not yeah. like, it's not like you're, you're saddling him on like a dead weight line. So Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that. Um, but Gagne's isolated impact is insane this year. Yeah, he's, he's plus 30 on offense. Yeah. I will say minus I lo- six on defense. Yeah. I fucking loved his game against the Flames. Though. Yeah, it was, it was just it's it's exactly what you'd like. Dusty's talked about a few times now this week, but it's exactly what you'd like to see from Drew Jarkera, yeah. which is crazy to we say. We had a really Sam good game against Calgary. I didn't mind it. Yeah, I thought he was all right. Um, we talked last week about bottom six extensions, and I know we need to quickly get into a hot and cold performance here, but if the Oilers announced one year 800K for Gagne, are you okay with him being like the 14th forward yes. next year? Oh, yeah. But right. I, I, I feel like Cassian's number has now kind of slotted him down further. Yeah, maybe, but for 800K, I think like even having him just around the organization, like fan yeah. favorite, I think that's a way to kind of win some people over. And at the end of the day, who Make else would you want coach. being? Who else do you sort of that kind of way though, right? Like he's your 14th forward. You, hey Sam, no other team's going to give you an NHL shot. You can play your 25, 30 games a year with us. Be somewhere you like to be. All that good stuff. It's exactly what they should have done with uh, Matt Hendricks a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no kidding. That probably is exactly what they should have done. And maybe the, the organization. I know it's a different regime. Will. Learn from their mistake a little bit. Um, Dan, time for hot and cold performance. Oh, you know it. Let me get my buttons ready. Okay, so this is sponsored currently by our friends at Oodle Noodle. We've yes. gotten a couple of shout outs so this podcast. There's one on my way home from work now. I love it. Now, did you move your home or your work? Uh, it, I just noticed there's a Noodle Noodle there. It's one of the newer ones. It's like oh, North, okay. North Edmonton, North gotcha. St. Albert Trail. Gotcha. Brand new location. It's exciting. So it is the hot and cold performers of the week. For those of you that are just tuning in for your first ever podcast, welcome to episode 72. You have a bit of a back catalog to catch up on. Good luck with that. Uh, We do a little thing where we talk about the hottest performer of the week and the coldest performer of the week. Tyler, why don't you start us off with the coldest performer of the week for you? Oh, I'm going to start with the cold performer. Uh, You know what? And this, this, I, I we're going off the Calgary game only, right? Because that's kind of all we have here. Um, Darnell Nurse. I thought he made some good defensive plays, but there were two moments that drove me absolutely nuts. The Oilers win a faceoff clean in their own end. He takes it, looks up, immediately fires it off the ice, off the glass, and out. His, his lack of ability to just like stop and make a tape to tape pass really drove me nuts in that game against Calgary. And since that's the only one we have to base this week off of, I'm going with Darnell Nurse as my cold performer. I didn't love his game against the Flames. It's pretty, it's pretty shocking to see his lack of poise compared to his rookie defenseman's abundance of it. Like you'd almost think that yeah. the way that the two of them react when they get the puck and their stick would be inverted. It's not a good sign, man. It watching that game against Calgary. I know it's a one game sample size and all that, but it made me nervous about paying that guy 6.2 million because he really struggles passing the puck. He transports it fine. He'll get ahead of steam going skate through the neutral zone and be all good. I love him in the defensive zone. Once they're in the offensive zone, he's all right. But it's just making that first pass, which is so important for defensemen nowadays. He struggles with it. And it was on display against Calgary. And I don't and not that it was a difference maker or anything, but I thought he should have been better. Hmm. Um, oh, sorry. Oh, just cold. Darnell Nurse, cold performer of the week. Who's Zach, up next? Zach Lang. I'm going to go with Chris Russell since, again, we only have one game to base this off of. He had a horrible misplay on the Flames' third goal of the game, which eventually ended up 
being a near deal breaker for the Oilers. He, I don't know what the hell he was trying to do, trying to chase his defenseman into the corner when uh, his defensive pairing already had a guy matched up. Chris Russell, cold. Cold. Cold performer of the week, Nick. The goalposts. I think the, the Oilers played a really good game. I don't, I, I, we should have won that game. I don't want to kind of single anyone else out because I think Russell and Nurse are good good choices. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, give it to the goalposts. Fuck the posts. Uh, my cold performer of the week is, as always, a prospect of sorts. Uh, my cold performer of the week, I just had him and now I'm not looking at it. I'm sorry. It's Brandon Manning. Fuck Brandon Manning. We did that last week as well. Yeah, but He still is because he's, he's only got one. He's only got four points in his 10 games in the AHL. And he was suspended for using racial slurs. Yeah. Trash. 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 Hot performers of the week. Zach, you're hot performer of the week. Kyler Yamamoto. Yeah, RMP yeah, Kyler Mimamoto. Yeah, yeah. Yamamoto, Pour a beautiful goal the against the Flames. He's got six points in nine games, which is very, very nice. Nice. This is hot. This is Nick. Nick Good. You're I'm hot performer of the week. Uh, you know what? Let's give it to uh, Tyler Benson for finally getting called up. Why hey. not, eh? You know what? It, it, I'll, I'll leave it at that because we'll let Rick have his. I never heard of him. We'll give him. <laughs> we'll, gi- we'll give Who's him that? his. We'll give him his five minute rant next week. So I'll just leave it at Tyler Branson. Thank you. Good luck, kid. Welcome to the NHL. My hot performer of the week. I'm going to save you for the end, Tyler. Nice. My hot performer of the week, and I'm going to take full credit for this because I'm sure he's a friend of the show. Uh, I called them out on mass last week. It was all of our goaltenders in the prospect system. Uh, Stuart Skinner, who through four games has three wins. And uh, yeah, he just uh, he had a really good week after after a piss That's poor really performance. Hot. After a piss poor performance. That's really hot. We'll fix it in. in <laughs> well, fuck it, we'll fix it coffee. in post. Uh, my hot performer of the week, boys. You only got one game to base it off of. How good did it feel watching Matt Benning score that goal? That I was mean, tremendous it, just the concussion issues. Playing one game in the last two months, you know it probably wore on him. It's like you always hear players say it's a tough emotional thing to go through being hurt, especially when it's a concussion thing and like your body feels fine, but you need to sit out that amount of time. Um, so it was just great to see him score that goal for a second. He must have just blacked out and felt like Connor McDavid pulling off a toe drag, cutting to the middle and tying the Battle of Alberta up with seven minutes to go. That game probably doesn't go overtime without Matt Benning. Um, I liked what I saw from him in his first game back. I've always been one to say that I feel like he's an extra piece and is maybe expendable if you want to trade him for a forward, but that's not a knock on him because I think he's going to have a long NHL career. I like Matt Benning. I liked his game against Calgary. Go out hooking. It's my hot performer. Shout out to Bag Milk. I'm going to selfishly, I I call you guys out for it when you guys do it and I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to give myself another hot performer of the week, and it's Zach Cassian for pounding the fuck out of Matthew Kachuk's face. And he took it easy, though, because when Kachuk was on his knees there, Cassian could have just kept fucking giving it to him. And I know Flames fans pretend to not know what the code is, but Matthew Kachuk didn't. uh, Neither Matthew Kachuk or Zach Cassian really operated underneath the code there at the end. Cassian was pumping his face when he was down on the ice, and then Kachuk tried to get up and started punching Zach Cassian while he was down on the ice. So, whatever, but uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. Zach Cassian against Zach Ronaldo, calling it right now. That's happening, and I bet you Cassian beats the shit out of him, too. He wanted next. Uh, Quickly, before we end the podcast, two games, St. Louis, Calgary, back-to-backs. How many points for the Oilers? Four. 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 I said it first. I'm going to say 
four. two. I think they four. lose tonight, and then they oh. win on the second it's game. Zach's first game at Rogers Place. They're not losing. They are not fucking losing. First game, first Oilers game ever at Rogers Place. First game ever. Next first week, Oilers game ever. Next week, we'll have a full breakdown of the atmosphere from a from a Rogers Place virgin. In That's a quick That's question, a good though, before we go, what do I need to know about going to hockey games at Rogers Place? Bring. Uh, have you taken a mortgage out on the place you're currently staying at? No. Okay, do that first. <laughs> Get yourself a Bobby Nix burger. Mm, that'll 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 have half the mortgage gone. Mm. The Yeg nachos are actually good. The nachos are good. They I, do them really I had well. them last game and I was kind of surprised. I'm like, a big nachos guy. Pieces so. of pulled pork, some nice Ooh, sauces. Some queso. Yeah, sit it's back. Really likes. Sit back in your fucking seat. Oh yeah, sit yeah. back in your seat. Come on, Edmonton. Um, We're better than look that. for Hunter. Okay. There's Canadian, there's Coors, but once in a while you'll stumble across a concession that has like Granville Island and Ooh. stuff. There's some IPAs do in there as well. they have crack beers there? They, it, some Which of the concessions the, they do, yeah. Crack beers or craft beers? Crack. Oh, oh there's still crack beers. Yeah, they're still, they're I, all just, I need the crack beer. You, they, they actually brought the hoses yeah, they, over from They brought yeah. them. Um, yeah. Did you know that? I'm, I'm a tremendous. small guy and it does not take a lot to get me drunk, but I am pinned after one a period. Beautiful. Yep. So there you go. There's yep. some tips. If you guys have any more tips for Zach, feel free to tag us on social media at Oilers Nation yeah. Radio. At ON Radio Podcast. ON Radio Podcast. I made the account and I still mm-hmm. don't remember what the username is. Uh, please subscribe to this on iTunes. What do they call it now, Nick? Uh, Apple, Apple Podcast. Podcast. There you go. Please subscribe to us on that. Uh, One Google day maybe Play. we'll read some reviews. Yeah, we'll definitely read some reviews. I don't think we want to read after last week's, but I think this week went really well. Yeah, I think this week went really well. This was a great podcast. Hour of Oilers and Nerd Talk. I love it. Beautiful. We are our own hot performers of the week. Thanks again to Sherwood Ford and Skip the Dishes. As always, please, uh, please check our friendly sponsors out. Tell them that we sent you. And as always, shout out Damien. Best wishes. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media to stay up to date and never miss a podcast. Imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.